0: sing uh, let's sing number 84. I think we know this song, but we probably have never never sung it with the tune. It's a a familiar tune. Come now found expected, or long expected, Jesus. (laughs) Okay, away in a manger
1: So the one part of that song I disagree with, although it's a good song, It's the part where it says, no crying he makes. Yeah. Now I've not met a baby that does not cry. All babies cry and usually they cry at the wrong time. And if he took upon pledge to identify with man and all of his trials and temptation, I'm going to think that he did cry as a baby. Anyway, it's not a... Thing to fight over and people don't like some of this christmas song people are not all doctrine sound however it's the sentiment that's important it's the meaning behind it that's important we're glad jesus was born that's the thing and some people are so strongly opposed to christmas that uh, nothing about christmas they like to recognize they uh, you know don't give gifts they don't um, seem happy all the time let alone christmas time because they're always finding something wrong with christmas I'm thinking something might be wrong with people find something wrong with Christmas and other things, too. So we'll take what we can. We will accept what we can and make it as, as right as we can as Christians and recognize the birth of our Savior. Come to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Happy to see uh, Sarah and Mark. And uh, it's been a long time since I saw them. Last time they're here, they're in and out. And so I'm glad to see them tonight. They surprised me because Mark has not changed. looks the same. Same shorts. (laughs) Same shirt. Same shirt, same bald head. (laughs) It's good to see them. All right, Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Now, I've been going through the characters of Christmas on Wednesday nights. And so tonight is, you never guess. But let's take a look. Luke chapter 1, verse number 39 through 49. Luke chapter 1, verses 39-49. through 49. Another character in the Christmas story. Verse number 39. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with all the holy ghost. And she, Elizabeth, Speak out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou, about Mary, among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Verse 45, And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, "My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my savior, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden; for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed." Now, uh, Mary is our subject for tonight, and there's not much more to know about her, much not much new information to give about Mary and uh, the Bible says a lot about her enough about her and uh, yet some people have made Mary the object of Christmas Mary has become Mary has become the prominent one in the Christmas story unfortunately now Mary in verse number 43 says she is the mother of the Lord in verse 47 Mary confessed her need for a personal savior and for personal salvation in verse 48 Mary confessed she is a humble woman with a humble background and a humble lifestyle. And so Mary acknowledged that she would be remembered as their privileged woman that brought forth the Son of God, verse 48. Now, Rome has regarded Mary as something much more than what she really was. And so without something like I'm bashing uh, anyone's religion, but just being truthful about things and... You need to make a distinction between when you talk about the truth and people who are in error you're not really criticizing the people themselves because we're looking at what is taught we're looking at what the Bible says compared to what others say and sometimes people get upset because you tell the truth about a certain fact a certain doctrine for a certain person and they think it's an attack on their religion and when you seem to attack another religion there's going to be some pushback, and that's just natural. You talk about my wife, I'll talk about you. Uh, you talk about um, someone that you love, uh, you're going to naturally defend that person, and that's true too about religious people. If they are brought into religion, their parents were in it, their grandparents were in it, their great great great, and down the line they go, and this is their this is their heritage, this is their life this is their this is what they are, and uh, you need to be also a little bit considered to know that if they come like that and they believe what they believe about, in this case, Mary, we need to be a little bit considerate, yet truthful about what the Bible says about Mary. So we're not talking about compromising the truth for the sake of not hurting someone's feelings. Uh, Fact of the matter is truth does hurt regardless of who hears the truth. And you don't have to be hurtful to hurt someone's feelings. You don't need to be mean and aggressive and in your face all the time uh, in the name of the truth. There has to be some balance about how you present the truth when it comes to christmas Christmas is a it's a good time. I love christmas I look forward to it in the summertime when it rains in the summertime. I think about christmas Because I just like christmas. I like the fall. I just like it. And so I am a prejudiced man. I'm a biased man I like christmas and there's only i'm surprised not one of the grandkids said it's only five more days before christmas and I can't believe it's just five more days But the Christmas is a real good time, a favorite time. And uh, it's a time to just kind of chill out a little bit, relax a little bit, and not get so hyper about things. And uh, we're hyper all year round. And in the world, they're ultra hyper. In Christmas time, they kind of have a little toning down of the anger and the the, the in a hurry kind of thing. Yeah, people still do that. And so it's a good time, uh, generally speaking. And uh, I like Christmas trees. I like Christmas decorations. I like Christmas ornaments. I like candles. I like to, to burn my rosary. and No, not, not burn my rosary, but uh, uh, play with my rosary. I, just kidding here. But uh, it's a good time, isn't it? And so, for many reasons. But let's look at Mary tonight. And I want to emphasize four things about Mary, how it has been uh, wrong for Rome to teach these things about Mary. You've already seen four, five things about Mary from her own words and from the scripture here. So we know that she's not what I'm about to tell you. She's not what I'm about to tell you. And I know this is not new to most of you here, but it's probably good to review these things again for those who are watching online. Uh, Number one, number one, the first thing about Mary is that Rome calls her the mother of God. The mother of God in the sense that she is the one who brought forth God the Son. Well, is that true? Now, in this passage in Luke chapter 1, in verse 42, Elizabeth said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, verse 43, that the mother of my Lord, the mother of my Lord. And so from that, you have the Roman Catholic Church saying that Jesus is the, uh, Mary is the mother of God. The mother of God. Well, what is she? Is she the mother of God? Well, when you give birth, if you're a woman, and I need to also try at this point that men cannot give birth. Oh. I need to let you know that the men cannot give birth several years ago a man with the mustache says he's pregnant and obviously he was not pregnant the only other option is that it was a woman who had a mustache and she was pregnant and when she did he when it gave birth it was like there you see it is possible for a man to give birth of course it's a big hoax and we see nowadays how how, um, how cuckoo, how, how twisted, how perverted, how wrong people have taken something so basic like that, men and women. And so the mother of God, now they say, quote, Mary is the God-bearer, quote, the God-bearer uh, in that in her body, the divine person of God, the Son, took on human nature in addition to his pre-existing divine nature. And so, uh, did he? Did he really? Um, did she really uh, give life to the Son of God? Is she really the Mother of God? Jesus Christ was eternal, the eternal Son of God. Micah five two says this in the last part of that verse: "Who is going forth about Jesus Christ? Who is going forth? Have been from old, of old, from everlasting." And so, to venerate the Mother of God, so called the Mother of Jesus Christ. To put point of honoring her and her images and praying to her as the Queen of Heaven, the benefactress, and the mediatrix is to exalt her beyond what Mary thought she was. Now, no apostle in the New Testament ever prayed to her. No apostle, apostle in the New Testament ever said she was the Queen of Heaven or the Mother of God. No man of God in the New Testament ever looked at Mary other than she was a humble woman. She was chosen by God to bring forth the Son of God. She was honored. We honor her for being a good pure woman and all that, but not to exalt her like they exalt her It gets even worse Uh, The Queen of heaven From the most ancient times the Blessed Virgin has been honored with the title of mother of God To whose protection the faithful fly in all their dangers and needs In other words, if you are in trouble You need to fly to the arms of Mary For protection and help I'm thinking about a verse in the Bible let me see let me see let me see I'm thinking about a verse that says God is our help and strength a very present time of trouble Psalm 46 verse number one and yet Mary is the one you fly to when you have trouble I think that's a little bit off just a little bit off Uh, Mary the mother of God was a perpetual virgin. Well, did she have children after Jesus was born, her firstborn? She did. Matthew chapter 13 says that she had at least four boys and at least two girls. So she had some children, and Jesus had some brothers and sisters. But he was the firstborn, the son of God and so uh, she was not a perpetual version but their traditions have made things about mary as doctrine what did jesus say about traditions of men turn to matthew chapter 15 just for a second matthew chapter 15 what did jesus say about the traditions of men matthew chapter 15 verse number verse number I can't read my writing I want the verse that says you've made the doctrines of God of none effect by your traditions verse 9 yeah I wrote wrote number 6 instead of verse 9 All right, verse number, let's begin at verse number seven. Verse number seven, Matthew 15, verse seven. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. That is quite, that's quite a, that is just a condemnation about people who pretend to be spiritual, but they're not in their heart. They look good on the outside. Verse number nine, but in vain do they worship me Teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. They teach for doctrine the commandments of men. That's not the one I want, though.
0: Verse
1: six. Six. It is verse 6. Mm-hmm. Now, I have my Bible up here. This Bible. This is one of my three Bibles that I have on my desk. I pulled this one because it's easy to flip through. But it is not my reading Bible, which is all marked up. This one is not marked up at all. But I grabbed this one because it's lighter. What a pathetic <laughs> excuse. I might as well bring my phone if i wanted the lightness okay verse number six and honor not verse number six. Oh yes thus have you made the commandment of god of none effect by your tradition and so tradition is a horrible thing when it comes to altering the doctrines of the bible some traditions have been not wrong like family traditions and so on like that or traditionally on this day we do this and on this time you know there's nothing wrong about that kind of stuff but when you change what someone is supposed to be in the bible to something that they're not then that is really wrong Amen. and so mary has been called the mother of god mother mary has been called a sinless one uh we honor and salute and reverently venerate the image of our spotless lady our spotless lady the all-holy mother of god the all-holy mother of god spotless sinless now uh in luke 1 verse 47 she did say my spirit hath rejoiced in god my savior wishes to say she needed to be saved well, I think we shall lean on the side of what the Bible says. And then, of course, who can tell what Romans 3.23 says? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What does verse 10 say? There is none righteous. Oh, wait, wait. If there's none righteous, who would that include? If there's none righteous. Well, that would include everyone. Since Adam, it even includes us unfortunately there are some people who don't believe that they are sinful and sinners and that they need to be saved but people are sinful because we all have adamic natures we're born that way and sinned if a mother conceived me said david all right so mary uh the mother of god was not a perpetual version she was not sinless here's another thing to say about mary the second thing or another thing to say about mary the immaculate conception have you heard about that one this is pretty common in Catholicism, the Immaculate Conception. Mary at her conception was sinless, immaculate, preserved from original sin. We just looked at the verse that says all have sinned. According to the Catholic Roman Catholic Encyclopedia of Theology, uh, Mary's being was free from original sin. It was not until 1854 that faith in Mary's immaculate conception was taught as an official church dogma. So it took a long time for them to accept this doctrine, all these centuries. And so she's not immaculate, any more than a teenager's room is immaculate. No teenager's room is immaculate. My grandfather's room is
0: immaculate.
1: <laughs> perpetual virginity. She was a perpetual virgin was she? Was she a perpetual virgin? Their teaching says that Mary remained a virgin for her entire life. Well, we just saw that she had sons and she had daughters. And there's only one we can have sons and daughters, normally. And so, she was not a perpetual virgin. And so, um, they say Mary was always a virgin before, during, and after giving birth to Jesus. Again, that. Roman Catholic Encyclopedia of Theology says this uh, of her virginity before in, before in and after giving birth did not come into use till after the 7th century that's what they're saying up to the 7th century uh, this became official then uh, I don't think that's true do you? it's funny how traditions and what a church says supersedes what the Bible says whenever you have a doubt about what to believe between what a man says what the Bible says always lean on what the Bible says You're safer that way, you're always safer that way. This is applied to many other kinds of teachings in this world that we are familiar with. And so when it comes to marriage, they say that she was a perpetual virgin, she was not. And then uh, also the assumption of Mary, the assumption of Mary, what is the assumption of Mary? Uh, The assumption of Mary is that she, when she died, was resurrected, glorified and taken bodily to heaven. The assumption of Mary part of that reasoning is in the Bible there were two men who were assumpted or assumed taken up taken up almost like uh, the word rapture describes the the catching up of the Saints but the assumption of Mary to say that she was taken up um, and that's the Latin definition of that to take up Uh, who are the two men that were taken up and uh, you never saw them again until maybe the tribulation when one of them would show up again in the Old Testament, starts with the E. Timothy, mm, Elijah. Who's the first one? I heard somebody say with the E back there. Enoch, in Genesis chapter four, five, and then in Second Kings, Elijah was taken up. And so, because of that uh, precedent, they say that okay, it's reasonable, that Mary, but that's not true because there's nothing in the Bible about Mary being taken up. Nothing in the Bible. And so, as fantastic as those things sound. Millions of people believe these things. Now, I also would say this. Millions of people who are in the Roman Catholic Church may not be aware of all the, quote, deep teachings of the church themselves. You might believe in going, you know, praying the rosary, going to confess to the priests and all these things. But uh, if you read more, you find out that, what, what? Is this what we believe? And so Mary has a role um, in salvation. Listen to this. At the conception of Jesus, Mary entered into a spiritual union with Him. Ah, oh, really? In Mary's fiat of faith, she received salvation for all. Mary's mediatorship is to be understood on the level of the solidarity of all mankind which is in need of redemption. What is that all about? Without Mary, you can't have salvation. Grace is granted by Jesus only through the intercession of Mary. I'm glad I found that out. And I thought I was saved by faith in Christ alone all this time. Boy, boy, was I wrong. When that man led me to Christ, Christ, I thought I got saved. I had assurance that I was saved. Little did I know that there was a false assurance. I needed to have Mary involved in my personal salvation. Grace is granted by Jesus only through the intercession of Mary. Now, when they say only We take that for what it says, only through the intercession of Mary. Only through Mary's talking to the Son, we can have salvation. So a a typical Roman Catholic may not know that. So be tactful, be, be careful, but let them know this is what your church teaches. All prayers from the faithful must flow through Mary. Who brings them the prayers to the attention of her son i'll read that again because it sounds really almost bible all prayers from the faithful must flow through mary who brings them to the attention of her son would you turn to first timothy chapter two 1 Timothy chapter 2. All prayers must uh, from the faithful must flow through Mary, who brings them to the attention of her son. 1 Timothy 2 5, the Bible says this for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the Man. man. We need to change the Bible here because that's not proper. The person, Christ Jesus. The person, Christ, no, no, the man Christ Jesus, emphasizing that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the only one that you go through to get to God the Father. And so he is the only mediator, not someone who was humble and a good woman in every way. But she's not the mediatrix, she's not the queen of heaven, she's not the one to go to, to, get, to get to the Father. And so these are some of the things that mary has been exalted in and it's all not biblical it's all wrong and so this time of the year is an opportunity i would say for us as christians to let it be known in conversation that the focus of jesus uh, christmas is jesus one time there's a nativity scene and uh, they couldn't find a plastic jesus and so they just had everything else that they had animals they had mary they had joseph but they didn't have jesus in the quote manger and so a kid came by says the mom says look at that beautiful manger scene nativity scene beautiful and the little kid you know kids are just so blank and they're just so honest they said the kid said mom but jesus is missing where is jesus shouldn't jesus be the shouldn't jesus be the and the whole thing about that is uh it is true jesus is oftentimes missing in the christmas story and in modern america christmas is about everything except the son of god now there is a song that some some guy wrote it's called Ma- mary did you know well who wrote that song I-, I guess it doesn't matter who wrote the song but the lyrics are about the birth of christ and uh, how mary did not realize perhaps that jesus would be this as an adult man and his mission involved these things and he would be crucified for the sins of mankind oh, mary did you know made you know well that's kind of an interesting uh, concept because it got your attention and you got you, it got you thinking about the humanity of the whole thing and how Mary, who brought forth the Son of God, uh, little did she know that after he left the house, uh, he would be doing these things and become the Savior of mankind. And so we know who the Savior is. We know how we get saved. It is not through anybody else's intervention or intercession. When we pray to God, we pray straight to God the Father through Jesus Christ, our intercessor. And so... All of these things are traditions of men that a Roman Catholic Church does teach and they promote and they perpetuate, and it is all wrong on these four or five points. Right. Now, what should we do about that? Well, number one, don't hate anybody. Amen. Don't hate anybody. Right. Don't hate the Catholics. Don't hate the Mormons. Don't hate the Buddhists. Don't hate nobody. It doesn't do any good to hate anybody because they are wrong. I mean, after all, were you not once wrong yourself? Mm-hmm. Were you not once wrong yourself? Were you not ignorant about the truth at one time? And gracious that God let you meet someone or you went to church, you heard the truth and after a while you, you begin to think about it and people were praying for you and then you accepted Christ as your savior and you're so happy about that and now you're growing too and now you wanna tell someone else about Christ which is the right thing to do. But you need to um, be careful how you approach people. And so I, I do not advocate, you know, punching people out into submission. Have you ever been in sales work, anyone in sales? Hugh has been in sales. You've been in sales, friends. I've been in sales too. I sold life insurance and I sold vacuum cleaners. And I quit both. <laughs> uh, so, back, Kirby vacuum cleaners first, and then I sold life insurance first. It was called A.L. Williams. Remember A.L. Williams? The slogan was "We uh, A.L. Williams replaced my whole life, meaning we swapped out whole life policies for term life policies because term life is Generally less expensive than whole lot policies. A lot of things are added to that and you're paying for straight coverage. That was the whole plan. But uh, I quit the I quit the um, the vacuum cleaner, the curb vacuum cleaner because um, we had a, a policy where because it was door-to-door sales and an office would, uh, we would go to a trade shows and then we'd pass up these cars, tell them out for a free steak knives or a free bag of groceries kind of thing. And so that was the hook to have them uh, call the office, and then, or the office calls you because your name is on the little card, and then uh, we would have an appointment, a salesman would go out to these referrals and go to the house, we'd call, you on and the, the catch was just a demonstration, it's all we wanted, and then we were so convinced that the machine was so good that they would buy it after the demonstration, and when you saw the demonstration, you would say, I gotta have that. Have you ever had a Kirby demonstration, anybody? Oh boy, uh, that a feature of that thing it was so powerful that they would vacuum your, your your cushion on your couch and your rug, and then a little filter here with the plastic cover, and you can see what it's picking up. It's so powerful; it picked up all this junk, hair, dead roach corpses, or uh, skeletal systems, <laughs> everything, all this stuff, and it picks up in this pure white piece of uh, uh, thing. And you and th- then here's the line we use. That's what you're sitting on. And then if they're vacuuming their mattress. And they'll be, they go, and I, we would say, That's what you're sleeping on. Then the real hook was this You have children? This is what your children are walking on and playing on and licking. And it was so dirty. And that was the thing. And so we were so sure. But if the, we made a sale, they had three days to renege. We would sweat out those three days. Because within those three days, they can say, uh, No, I'm sorry. We left all the equipment there, because it was sold. We'd have to come out and pick it up within three days. And we were paid $125 per sale, which was a lot back then, it still is. But they would say, oh, congratulations, you got three sales today, and wow, look at that. This week you got 14, you got six sales this week. You're so happy, but then you gotta wait wait it out because if they renege, you gotta, you can't. the money you spent, you gotta pay back. That was not fun. <laughs> so you were rich, but you really weren't. But we were pushing the hard sell, hard sell, hard sell. When it comes to the gospel, you cannot hard sell the gospel because people who feel pressure back into the corner, okay, I surrender, I surrender. When it's coerced and forced, the first chance they get to renege, they're going to renege. And I I have done that. You've probably done that too in zeal, in, in desire to see people get saved. We've all done that. We've all done that we've never seen them again they don't want to see you go follow up their coat is an iceberg um, and they just what do you want well you know Yesterday, they get out of here well what happened I thought you prayed to receive Christ well they did but uh, something was missing there so hard sell be careful about that and people will turn that away and they will reject it I think I think this and somehow this connected to all of this about Mary I think that when we confront people with the truth It's really smart and wise of us to, of course, pray first and then uh, don't just give a a, a, a step one, step two, step three, kind of memorize kind of thing. I mean, know where you're going, but uh, you have to respond to the person you're talking to and be wise about that and address the issue and um, get to the heart of the matter and all that. But uh, sometimes it's not the first time we talk to them where they will receive Christ. Sometimes it's a good start sometimes it's a good start it's first it's first base it's going to be second base and isn't it a blessed when somebody says hey i really want to get saved and when you see a real conviction that's a real blessing and then you don't have to force them to come to church when's church okay i'll be there whatever and you know it's a blessing to see people who want to come because they really got born again and that's what we like but um, let's not be uh, brutal have you been watching these Republican debates? <laughs> this Ruben Scammy or whatever that guy is—how do you pronounce his name? Vivac, Vivac, uh, Vitalis or something. But that guy—he's just well, he's on—he's on—he's on high gear from the very beginning. And after this all over, I mean, he's got a ton of enemies, I'm sure. But uh, he just—he just is like, bang, bang, man. He just was like a power driver. Now. Some of us like that <laughs> because it exposes the fakes, it exposes the, the the playing the game kind of thing, and it's it's good for that effect. But you know, when it comes to personal witnessing and things, we have to be a little bit careful about that, okay? Because we want real quote real conversion, not just uh, a profession. A profession is just a profession. It's just with the mouth. But well, we want something to happen here because there's real conviction and so on. And so these are some of the things I'm going to pass on to you about uh, Mary. Mary was not exactly what they say that she is, and the traditions of men have superseded the Bible. That's a very dangerous thing, and we would never do that. We should never do that about anything, any person, any, anything in the Bible, any teaching in the Bible. And so we would not pray to Mary. We would not believe that all prayers flow through Mary to the Son of God. We would not believe that. We don't believe that. It's not biblical. It's not true. And so, um, yes, Mary was honored for all generations. She is. She is but not in the way that they want it to be. There's no scriptural proof, there's no proof text for anyone to say, especially the Roman Catholic Church, that we can justify how we deify Mary because it's in the Bible. It is not in the Bible. Not in the Bible. Just stick to what the Bible says. You'll be all right. And have a good Christmas. Enjoy it. Don't let those who ruin your Christmas. Christmas Eve, have a good time with your family. Christmas Day, have a good time with your family. Enjoy it. good now. There's a lot of things in this world you can be upset about and sad about and mad about. Why don't don't we just enjoy some good things in this world once in a while, centered around Jesus Christ? Okay? All right. I think that's all for tonight. And um, let's see. Are you guys going to practice after more for a few minutes or not? Do you need to? You're all good? Perfect? Ready to go? I'm amazed okay let's pray thank you lord for the bible and thank you lord for the characters of christmas that we looked at the last couple weeks and uh, lord we thank you for your wisdom and the choices you make it's always good it's always right we thank you for the revelation of the word of god and we pray for our friends who are unsaved they're roman catholics there are other things other religions they're close they're close they're close but they don't know the truth it's works It's faith and works, it's traditions, it's doing things, it's enduring until the end kind of things. Lord, help us to be clear about how salvation is obtained by faith in Christ and by faith alone. So we pray that you help us to enjoy the Christmas season and also give us opportunities, Lord, to get the gospel out. And we pray that people will think twice about what Christmas really means. And just whose birth we are celebrating, and what he became as a man, what he came for. Lord, help us never lose focus of that—that this babe was destined to go to the cross, not just remain a cute babe that we can um, look up to or look at and and feel good about and have warm feelings. But this young baby became the Man Christ Jesus, the redeemer of the world and so help us lord to not lose focus thank you lord for letting us be in church and for praying. take care of all the different needs that were mentioned and others that were not and we are looking to you and trusting you for everything from small things to big things from health things to spiritual things from all things it is we're going to go to you our helper in time of need your very present help we don't need someone else to for us we've got the best we've got the lord jesus christ and we don't need anything else to help us in our worship of you or in our praying to you and so lord help us to be grateful and appreciative for all that we have in christ it's great to be saved and we pray that You help us to enjoy um, this time of the year because we know what it's about we pray in jesus name amen